You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Oh god, this fucking story. I'm sorry, I forgot. That's on tape. I'm glad. So that's the start of the episode. Here we go. Hello everyone, welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver Tyler. I sound so cheerful and fresh. Uh, I'm ready to go. Boy, I'm so many things. <laughs> this there's a whole Discord channel dedicated to this, uh, and it is an embarrassment of riches. So I'm just gonna rattle off a, a couple. Um, I'm I'm Gordy. I am one in endless backlog, which is true. Uh, very very real. Um, thank you, Nathan the Scott. I am the anointed toothpick king of meats. Thank you, Arby's Oracle Tal. Chris suggests, what ain't Gordy? Afraid of no ghosts. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that took me a minute. <laughs> that's that's real good. So that's me. Oh, I, I'm going to do two, because there are two I like. I'm, I'm Danny, and I am the new Gordy. And I'm also, I can't say it right, I'm Grogdrogenous. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, Got it. You did first it. try. All right, so we're back for part three. Mm-hmm. What was happening? Of Gracius and person. It's not about it's chandeliers been, in the woods, yeah. or, as I recall. Or, or as, as we, we have read. But, but Tyler, have, it's been only moments. It's been only moments. Yes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we definitely recorded this all in one day and didn't need to take two weeks break from it to it's, it's recover. Respect the fiction. As far as you know. Um, so it's Gracius and Personet, or as we like to call them, Jam Princess and Percocet. <laughs> I forgot about Percocet. It's easier to remember. <laughs> Which are better names. Um, all right. So to summarize, and if you have not listened to parts one and two, stop what you're doing. Read the title. Come on. Come on. It says part three this. right there. It better. We believe in you. <laughs> it probably does. You're doing a great job. You go back to, you listen to that one, then the next one, then this one, then you go back to the beginning. And and start, just do it at two there. times speed. Beginning, then you go back to episode one. You listen to them at 10 times speed in a week. Okay, so Ooh. because it has been canonically two weeks between mm-hmm. our recordings, a quick summary of what has happened in the story so far. We have a princess who is like every other princess, her one defining feature is eating a lot of jam. Uh, we have a duchess named Grognon who has two humps, also possibly full of jam. Um, Definitely full of jam. The princess's mom died. Her dad was sad about it until doctors told him to go outside, get some fresh air. Live your life. And then he fell in love with Grognon's many riches, which she keeps in a cellar. And eventually Grognon. And uh, yeah, apparently is a pretty decent husband to Grognon. Uh, Grognon hates uh, Jam Princess because all of the jam, and also she's beautiful. And she just kind of sucks. She does suck. We're on Grognon's side. She for does this. suck. <laughs> Um, the princess in her, uh, standard princess reaction of weeping about her situation in the woods, uh, meets a page who is actually a prince 
and this is Percocet. And is maybe a fairy? And or just maybe has a, a fairy, fairy gift? He has a fairy gift that lets him be invisible and spy on her and has yeah. apparently been doing this for a long time because he loves her. And we we're pretty sure he's definitely seen her undressed without her consent. Yeah, yeah. he's really Almost gross. Certainly. Yeah, we don't like Percocet. The pre-wedding day, Grognon gets on the princess's horse, who is a spirited horse, and drags her across boulders and splits her head open a few times. Um, and Grognon gets her revenge by flaying the princess head to toe. But not really. But well, the, did, did we determine flay versus flog? I've been thinking a lot about this in the past two both weeks. Both are mentioned. I think, okay, yeah. cool. So the mystery continues. One or the other happens, possibly both. There but were multiple. Really neither. Yeah, Grognon has magic. Right. Grognon um, has right. handmaids that are the Furies. Because <laughs> Grognon Fury is gang. the best villain ever written. And they do the flaying, but. Um, Prince Percocet, after definitely like ogling the naked princess for a little bit, does turn turn the flaying instruments into feathers. So uh, all seems fine. Everyone seems convinced that the princess is no longer beautiful and Grognon wins, except Percocet then shows up to a tournament to say that she's the most beautiful again. Um, I forgot that he ruined everything for no reason. Because he is an abusive ass person he just shows up and, and just... ruins everything <laughs> he does with uh, no no motivation to do so um and then grognon having already expended her number one a revenge plan and then a rare example of good solid villainy um uh, just deals with it by throwing her in the woods somewhere so we have left off with the princess wandering aimlessly through the woods uh, she sees several chandeliers and a crystal palace. She realizes this is somehow related to Percocet. She has decided for no apparent reason that even though he's great and wonderful, he's not. Um, he ain't that. She would rather die than be with him, which is one of her more sensible things to do, but for insensible reasons. So we're still not on her side. Uh, then he shows up and takes her on a ride to the woods, and it was night, but now it's day, and it's full of shepherds dancing and weird shit happening, and he says it's because she has brought light and beauty to this forest. Um, and they're going to meet his mom? The, yeah, he wants her to go to the palace where his mom is. And his sisters. And his sisters. Pergaset does? Yes. Yeah, because, I mean, there's nothing like meeting the parents to... Make a, a lukewarm love interest real excited about you. A good John Mulaney bit about that. <laughs> All right. So uh, Percocet has just told her that the loves accompany her and flowers spring up where she treads. Are you starting? Boo. Yes, we're starting. Oh, I wanted okay. to do predictions first. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I want to I hear thoughts about what's going to happen in the, in the conclusion. I think they're going to turn Jam Princess. I, I think this might be Thumbelina. You did mention that, yes. I think Jam Princess gets turned into a fairy. I think they're all fairies. Gordy. That's all I got. And fairies is a communicable is it, disease. Is yeah. this just um, any any prediction? Yeah. On anything? Yeah. Uh, How you feel about boats? And does last time's boat watch count for this time? Or are they independent a, boat watches? It's, a, it's one for the whole story. Okay. Um, so boat is still yes. Uh, boat boat is still yes because we have a horse, which is a lamb boat. But it doesn't count. Now that we're in a forest, I'm not the most optimistic <laughs> about the boat. I wish she'd thrown her in the sea <laughs> instead. Boy, I um I think I think 
this crystal palace transports her somewhere. Oh, I like, <laughs> okay, just me. I'm excited. <laughs> and there's a rat man. <laughs> what? <laughs> rat man. Interesting. All right, good out of left field prediction. Uh, Danny? Oh, I still oh, think yeah, it's Thumbelina. Thumbelina. Sorry. And Tyler, did you do yours? I think that the queen is named Grog Wee and is Grognon's <gasps> long-lost sister. I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> yes. It's very good. I like Grog Wee as a name. Grog Wee. Grog yes. <laughs> Grog yes, Grog no. <laughs> Carmen, your thoughts? I mean, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. Sorry, that was a dumb thing to say. <laughs> I forgot. I'm excited. All right. So he has just said flowery things to her. We are beginning. Insert music here. That's actually very helpful. <laughs> You're welcome. Sometimes I have to guess a little bit. <laughs> I, I care about you and your well-being, Gordy. All right. I know you just summarized it. Where are we now? She's in the forest. <laughs> They're headed and, to the castle. Personette is also there. My caring for your well-being has diminished they're, somewhat. They're going, they're going to the castle <laughs> to together. meet the queen and the sisters. Yeah. Is this the crystal? Yeah, yes. in Palace. the forest. Okay, yeah. that is now daytime. Yep. What happens to those shepherds dancing? Still there. Some of them are in the carriage. No, are they? Are no. they there? That's just the two of them in the carriage taking a tour of other people. So they dance just pass through the people that were dancing. Yeah. Are they supposed to be there? I think they're supposed to be shepherding. Yeah. Probably. Like, we kind of glossed over got, it, but why are they here? Shepherds and shepherdesses dancing beautifully, uh, dancing and dressed beautifully, and village lads and sweethearts feasting and singing. We're in the middle of the woods. There is no village, and sheep don't do too well in trees. That's not their place. It's not where yes. you find sheep. I want to know where this is going. Her imagery. I'm ready for answers. Her imagery is just crazy sometimes. <laughs> I mean, she lives in a royalty playpen. I don't. I don't think she's seen a sheep up close. I, I guess we don't know what they're idea. shepherds of. It could be trees. Tree shepherds. That they're, is they're an excellent point. They're that's, all ents. That's that's an ent. Yeah, it could be ent shepherds. <laughs> that's a tree beard. <laughs> Dressed beautifully, though. It could just be Viva Pinata. <laughs> oh, this is going to be the topic of the Amazon Lord of the Rings show. <laughs> ent shepherds. Ent shepherds. <laughs> For nine seasons. All right, so Jam Princess doesn't want to take part in this kind of conversation, and conversation is capitalized, um, and begs the prince to take her to the queen. She wasn't jazzed about meeting the mom before, but now that he's getting all sappy on her, she's like, you know what? I would take that over this. Let's throw some cold water on this whole situation. (laughs) That's what will make you stop. Strong foundation of a relationship. (laughs) Yeah, this is going real well for everybody. All right, so they, they get to the castle... And the queen and everything in the castle, which is, of course, all crystal, as most castles are, is gorgeous and a little creepy. Her entire life is engraved in the crystal walls of a great ballroom. Turn around. Wait, what? Out the door. Her life? Jam Jam Princess's Princess's life is engraved (gasps) on the crystal walls of a great ballroom up to and including the recent drive with the prince. No. You mean? No, this is a horror movie. (laughs) This is a never-ending castle. This is a rough draft of Get Out. Kind of. <laughs> but it's... I, I like Jordan Peele's edits. That's all I'm going to say. So she takes this all in, and she comments, You have very watchful craftsmen. No sooner do I make a movement, but I see it carved here. 
leave. Yeah, turn. <laughs> take your chances with Grognon. I I would say yeah. Like here's take the your thing. chances in the woods. Grognon doesn't want you either. Grog, yeah. yeah, that's fair. Oh, that's start right. A, she got like yeah. Dead. Start a new life in the woods. You can go to another kingdom where Grognon isn't. <gasps> You're you pretty. could take a boat there. Could you, you could, could you could sail sail away on the on like, the seas. You have number one princess currency, which is looks, and number two princess currency, which is a great aptitude for jam eating. Like <laughs> your catch, people will you'll be fine. That's <laughs> who. What they used to do to prove royalty. It, like, it was about like blood, right? Like, do you have royal blood or not? Sure. Well, maybe it was just put twenty <laughs> pots of jam in front of them. I and like, Can you eat it yeah. as a lunch? You're I done. like that better. Like they sit you down at a table with twenty pots of jam, and someone just looks at you and clicks in a stopwatch. <laughs> if our show is to be believed, they have barcodes under their tongues like build a bears. That's true. That is. We did say that in the past. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Did people make a little we wish on their heart and stuff one. it into their innards? <laughs> That, that was maybe our first I think addition to the folklore canon. Uh, all right. So after that comment, the prince responds, that is because I wish nothing to be lost that relates to in any way to you, my princess. Bull. This man is the hyper creep. And, and this... any young teens, any hopping teens listening to this who hey, have not yet cool figured. Kids. I have two important questions romance. about. The, these etchings. If someone talks to you in the way this man is talking to this jam princess, run away. Run far. Okay, Tyler, questions, go. The etchings. Sure. How how much wall space does each individual etching take up? Good question. Are these pictures or words? These are etchings. I think they're pictures. Like It's like an illustration of her, it's a graphic been, novel of her life. I've been illustrations. Yeah. I was thinking words. Interesting. That was my assumption. It's the I'm book not sure of which Kells, one makes... but all of her poops. <laughs> oh, maybe no. maybe it's like an illuminated oh, no. manuscript and so the poops are written out so that he doesn't have to envision well, that was my second question is how many of these are just repeated etchings of her pooping <laughs> and like bulldoze the castle please thank you i don't mean to get like gross but like all that jam oh, yeah <laughs> she's got to be bound up it's right? not it's not good that jam no. is irritable um <laughs> Uh, yeah, irritable jam syndrome is its own thing. I I would kind of would you like to see that of, of your own life, assuming that it was not created in this like extremely creepy and non consensual way. Like if it were were like how the book of the universe is written, and yeah, and like you if get you get to get a glimpse, like if into you that. had the option to see like this is what I've done. With my whole life. No. Here's like pictures. Of, would yeah, you want to no. see that? I'm having no. a panic attack just you talking about it. <laughs> I feel like I would be very upset by the amount of pages dedicated to sitting in a towel staring at nothing. <laughs> I, from, here's, do you want to make it worse? Because on the oh. on the next page is what you're like, uh, like your most successful copy in another universe is doing. No, 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 no. no, no. Like, oh, like, no. Like I already this have is problems you, comparing and... myself to the person I thought I should be by now. I don't need to, to know <laughs> that say, someone made it This will be work. my nightmare tonight. Thank you, you very much. You turn the page. It's like, this was you at your peak potential. This, is what you this person got achieved. medication early and went to the doctor regularly, and uh, they do not spend 30 minutes a day in a towel staring at nothing. 
I do want to know how much time I spend in a bathroom because I want to just assess all that time I'm not getting back. So you you just want like a data analysis of your time? I think that could be useful, like to see the whole thing and you're like, wow, I spend like way too much time doing whatever. Yeah, from a purely like statistically curious standpoint, I'm into that. Like, yeah, that's fair. I, right. I don't need to see pictures or you need to see everything no i sure don't gordy what you want is like a multiverse leaderboard of gordy's <laughs> multiverse <laughs> leaderboard of gordy's i don't know if i, I love that. that well that's what you presented it's what i presented i don't think i actually want to see that i just want to know like does where, anyone want to see that where can i optimize <laughs> where can where can i <laughs> What, what, what steps can I take? What processes can I improve? Yeah, another universe Gordy has already like put all of his chips on butt portal technology and invented it and now has significant time not spent in the bathroom. Knowing myself as I do, I feel like if I had that technology, I would just shoot for like second or third Tyler. <laughs> That's good enough. That's you, high enough. You just want to be in the fourth. Even. You just want to be in the top five. Yeah, yeah you just want to. You just want to place. Right. Hey, of infinite possibilities, top five is pretty good. All right. Oh, I'm having an existential crisis. <laughs> so we're what, gonna. What first... I'm suggesting is the glasses from Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh yeah. So um, they just kind of scoop past this whole life spying issue. How though? Tonoa. We got other stuff to do, and this other stuff includes. She just thinks like this is cool. Anyway, moving on. This should trigger a lot of alarms in your head. Like that is the premise of a whole book, and she just scoots past it. (laughs) So, well, now that we are in a palace made of crystal, I am now going to scoot past some of the stuff that she spends some time describing. Oh, I imagine so. There is a feast. They take a tour of this castle. Nothing is creepier than those walls. Then they watch an opera about Cupid and Psyche. Just we just pulled that one out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, this is the only. So this is the only. Just story. happen to have the script of this one lying around. <laughs> this is the only story Donois has ever read in her life, and she has spun a career off of <laughs> ripping it off. You know what? Good for her. Live your life. Um. And her bibliography is like Fifty Shades of Psyche. <laughs> um, this this opera features a song, and the song is fully written out. I didn't copy it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> the song specifically calls out Gracius by name for fleeing and spurning Percocet's love. <gasps> So this is a, an opera about Cupid and Psyche, canonically, but it is calling her out for not... It's just peppered with that. Yeah. Just this, like, is, this is gaslighting? It's, yeah. It's bad. This is gaslighting. <laughs> I don't know if this is like technically <clears throat> gaslighting, but it's definitely abusive. They're definitely presenting like an alternate version of events. She did flee his love. That is a thing that well, happened. Yeah. But calling her out for it is uncalled for. Yeah. So it's not like he's presenting to her an alternate view of things. It's that he is trying to convince her that he's owed her love by existing. And trying to... It's more like nagging, I guess. Yeah, it is that. It's, yeah. just, it's trying to shame her for having a choice in the matter. Yeah. And that's not gaslighting, but it is also not good. But but again, person that is being 
portrayed as good in this story. Yes. This yes. is this is why we're here, <laughs> lis- listeners at home, because this is pretty whack, and you shouldn't let this stand. All right, so she actually has a, a decent princess moment where she can she tells Personet straight to his face that she's not too happy about everyone knowing what's going on between the two of them <laughs> as presented in this play. Like, this is our private business. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. And it is your side of our business. <laughs> right. And he, he basically just says, oops, oops sorry. Is there, uh, he's the worst. Is there any chance uh, Jam Princess becomes awesome in this in this last <laughs> Ooh, third? That would be cool. Gordy. Yes. Has Dol Noir ever written anyone that's awesome? Grognon. <laughs> Grognon's pretty Grognon good. Grognon is good. She, Grognon is awesome. She's an awesome villain. She she has never written a main character. You're right. I don't think that's where this is going. The yellow dwarf the... is is good. Also, I don't know if he's awesome. She's good at villains. She's good I will at villains. Give her that. I'll give, yeah, all of her princesses are the most beautiful person who does nothing. <laughs> um. All right. So she leaves for her room. Her room is beautiful. Skip that description. What part of her life is in her room? Or is that just, <laughs> is that was, were the etchings just in one room? Just in the ballroom. How? Are they, like, tiny? I guess, maybe. Like maybe she really, size. maybe she hasn't done that much. <laughs> I mean, it's just her I mean, eating yeah. jam. <laughs> it's jam and sleep. I mean, I mean, there must jam, be a short, sleep, there must be shorthand for jam. <laughs> and that's probably a lot of it. Um, she's got maids dressed as nymphs. And music is playing. But she still feels kind of uneasy being so near this prince, who is so beautiful and wonderful she has to flee from him, even though she doesn't want to. And it would suck to go back to Grognon, but he's so charming, and she doesn't want to remain where he is master. This is kind of her thought process here. Oh, God. So, like, Mm. again, her instincts are right. Yeah. But for all of the wrong reasons. And I don't know if, like, if this is Donois or the princess realizing how problematic he is but not being able to frame that in the context of i am the princess and i'm supposed to be in love with this person that's the only way i can think to make this better it's like she's wrestling with societal expectations while all of her alarm bells are going off and she can't reconcile that because she's never been taught the language to deal with it I don't know. It's giving this jam woman a lot of credit. It, yeah. It is, but like part of our job is to fix the story. Sure. Oh, I forgot we we're supposed to do that part. <laughs> now this is the best fix I can think for this particular back and forth train of thought that makes no damn sense, even in universe. Um when she rose, she was given a ton of beautiful clothes. Percocet comes into her room. And is also well-dressed, and she says, look, I couldn't sleep because I'm afraid of what's coming. And he says, well, why? You're sovereign here and adored. What is what is coming? I don't know. I think she's just got the red flags going on in her brain. That's really ominous. Like, she's all the, the sirens are going off this took about a, this dude. This took a very dark turn, and I don't think it's intentional. No. Like, yeah. that's, like that's the weird part, is I don't think... I don't know if we're supposed to read it like this, but also it is. like who, sovereign who what who's in charge of this kingdom? How Apparently is she another... is now. Did she even meet the mom? No, no. 
we're supposed to meet new characters and Daldois is being surprisingly resistant. Um, and then he says, do you want to forsake me for your enemy? Sounds like a threat, but okay. What does that He mean? suspects she wants to go back to Grognon because she said, I, I can't sleep here. Like, I, I feel uncomfortable in this palace, which is fair. She should. Yeah. She absolutely should. This is a fucking chamber of horrors. Uh, and she says to him, if I had a choice, I would accept your proposal, but I am a daughter and I'm accountable to the king and it's better for me to suffer at Grognon's ha- hands than to fail my duty as a princess and a daughter to the king. So mm. I've not received the blessing of my dad who has just kind of like left me to my stepmother's whims while he counts his money and has, has like shown no shits given for her. Yeah, this is a late in the game. Before or like, after connection the, the, between dad and daughter. I mean, is this right. is this a uh... This might be giving her too much credit, but is is she saying like, oh, well, if it was up to me, I'd totally marry you, but I can't because of this thing. Oh, we think this is an excuse. Yeah. I like, mean, is it's, she, it's a good way. Is it's, she trying to just blow him off, but not seem like, not like make him feel it. like, no, I want to, but I'm not right. allowed. Just as a safety thing. If we're fixing the story, yes. Yes, this is her like very cleverly trying to get out of his grasp in a way that doesn't put her in danger. Because if he feels rejected, like he's very clearly not okay with that. And who knows what he's capable of because he's already got spy cams in her room at all times. And etchings. But yeah, she's so many she has up until this point had no actual relationship to her father, even before the death of her mother. Because the description of her is jam and doing job with her mom. Job? I forgot about her doing clerical work with mom. Yeah, she just has like oh, a job right. with her mom. So she doesn't even interact with her dad at any point really except for him telling her to do what grognon says okay so percocet says everything he could to try to persuade her to marry him but she said she couldn't consent and it was almost in spite of herself that he kept her for eight days whoa during which time he made all kinds of pleasures to amuse her just like trying to wear her down with more jam, I With guess. More negging operas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably a lot of that. His mom and sisters are dead, aren't they? <laughs> he ate them. This is, yeah, this is like a dark carnival. I didn't mean to make that a juggalo thing, but now, <laughs> now it definitely is. Uh, that's my that's my other prediction is juggalos are in this story. But yeah, this is, it's like, I don't know, like, that's really weird. Like, all these, all these like hostile plays being put on that you have to watch while you're trapped in this weird crystal palace in the woods. Now the princess does like if That's you grim. If you read That's her some with the right orange stuff. Yeah. Tone, she yeah. does have a little bit of personal gumption that we have not seen in a previous Dolnois heroine. And I don't know if this is Dolnois subconscious like rejecting this prince that she's created. Um all right, so Jim, it is I can save. I can save that thought. Go ahead. You're not going to remember it after uh, what happens next. Well, okay. If, uh, yeah, if we're... I, I kind of like the idea of a of a princess who is very into, like, just doing regular princess shit. She eats her jam. She works with mom. Like, she She's is kind of... She And she is kind of just, like, 
regular princess and then like kind of gets caught up with this guy they're in they're in his palace and then like that oh shit alarm starts going off (laughs) Mm -hmm. and she like it just becomes like very real and she starts realizing like oh hey this is actually really bad like like i gotta dig deep for something to get out of this Mm. like that's that's no i I like that take on this and i think that's the only way that we're going to be able to fix this one um like like the the uh a a rapid transition out of naivete yeah i guess like that character transformation is an interesting one i think i buy that yeah Yeah. and i I think if we can read this from that perspective it'll be a lot more palatable (laughs) and there are there are hints in her dialogue that she has some knowledge of what's going on just Um, please please dolnoir give us anything that works for this so jam princess would often say that she wanted to know what's going on at grognon's court and percocet kept offering to send his squire or spy to go find out he's got one of those i don't believe that for a minute I, <laughs> and she says i and, imagine this is a totally empty castle except for the two of them and the people in the play and she never sees the people in the play apart and, from on stage and echoing throughout the crystalline halls is the constant etching sound from the ballroom also the people in the play are just mannequins <laughs> yeah it's a very like adventure yeah. zone I was gonna um, say this is a very suffering game. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, this is the scariest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> I mean, this this does feel very suffering game, and I I like this is not where I thought this was going when we got started. <laughs> no, it never is though, and it never is in a very different way each time. And I will give her that. Like this mad baroness, I do kind of love and admire how far she goes in every direction. She she certainly dabbles in different genres. It's true, all of them Cupid and Psyche somehow, right. but. But still, that she can take that one myth that she's obsessed with and push it to be in the it's, orange tree and it's like hiding um, behind a lettuce. It's like when when composers write like variations on a theme, like a piece where there's there's like one melody and the whole piece is like mm. here's the bass melody and then here's like mm-hmm. just different variations on it. It's it's like that. Like you can hear Howard Shore and all of Howard Shore. What is Dolnois light motif? Uh, what? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, I guess it would just be Cupid and Psyche. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. So he offers to send a spy to find out, and she says, and what I like to imagine is a sarcastic tone of voice, that she is pretty sure he could just tell her himself what's going on there. She's not wrong. Good call. He has still so has like, like a fairy eye. Yeah, so it's like, like these the... little nuggets of her dialogue that shows that there's a little bit more going on with Yeah, she's got a backbone. We did hear in the beginning that she had wit. This oh, is the first time. And now this it is, is presenting payoff. itself. Well, I mean, have we ever had that payoff before, though? No. <laughs> Most of the time, the princesses are just described as having qualities, and we're supposed to take that at face value, and they're never proven. They're usually just jackasses. Is he going to have some dumb dress. curse? Um, we'll find out. Where he can't talk about stuff. So he eventually says, all right, well, come to my tower. And he takes her to the top of an enormous tower. Mm. I don't like that. <laughs> Tells her to put her foot on his foot. Nope. nope. No, don't do that. <laughs> like, and again, listeners, if anybody does this to you, you need to leave. This is not good. So put put your foot on my foot. And put your little finger in my mouth. No. no. Don't do that. Definitely don't do that one. 
then look in the direction of the town. So she does this, and this apparently grants her farsight, because she can see Grognon with the king, and he, she can hear her say that the princess has hanged herself in the cellar. <gasps> Gasp. It is horrible to look at. We're going to take care of it. You don't oh. need to see it. <laughs> She's going to be speedily buried. I was going to say, that's hard to hard to fake, but... No, like it's, it... it's real gross to stay upstairs. Okay. Um, you must console yourself for so trifling a loss. Trifling? Ooh. Grognon is ice cold. She is at that... <laughs> So, Why couldn't he have a magic mirror? Well, how else are you going to get her little finger into his mouth? <laughs> Who's to say he doesn't have a magic mirror and this is just... This is his thing? Yeah, this is just what, he wants. what he wants, yeah. Um, so the king begins to cry for the death of his daughter. The first positive now remembers. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. She's not oh, right. made of oh, gold, no. but I did like her. I, Whoops. I thought the jam had started piling up. <laughs> and grognon turned her back on him and went to her own room where she dressed a log and a cap she just like put a hat on a a why (laughs) that's what that's bad jutsu (laughs) it's bad what that's some bad decoy jutsu she put it in a coffin and there was a funeral for the log is is there some situation in that kingdom where they're gonna drown in jam if they don't have a princess who can take care yeah, of yeah and and My she's a kingdom for a jam slammer <laughs> she's a jam slammer and she's actually providing a very vital service <laughs> she's a part of the ecosystem here she's, she's, an she's an the ape. apex she's an predator apex, yeah. <laughs> she's a keystone species <laughs> if you remove her we'll be overrun with jam and deer <laughs> <laughs> It's Yellowstone all over again. (laughs) I don't know why she needed to put a hat on the log. Like, I understand maybe putting a log in a coffin for, like, a weight to pretend that that's a person in there. At least have the decency to put a wig on the log. (laughs) Not just a hat. Yeah, like a tiara. Yeah, something. a princess burial. Is it a bad hat that she just didn't want to have anymore? I guess. It's like, oh. Kill two birds with one stone. Someone gave this to me as a gift at that tournament. This is a good way to get rid of it. (laughs) Let's put it on this dead lock. Uh, So she also hears the people saying that Grognon should be hacked to pieces and turned into a pie, as is the standard justice of Jam Kingdom. (laughs) Um, And she saw the king unable to eat or drink, weeping bitterly. If only he could go out and meet someone else with a lot of gold to distract him from this recent loss. Um, so she says to Percocet, hey, this situation is all fucked. Like, this is bad. Um, so I, if you do, in fact, love me at all, you're going to take me to my dad, and I'm going to do whatever he wants me to, even if I don't like it. But, like, I gotta I gotta clear this problem up. Uh, so Percocet says, my princess, you will often regret the fairy palace. Though I don't dare to think you'll regret me. What? So he uh, is. She wants to leave. And so that it point is him, fairies. I mean, he's in a fairy palace. Look, who who the fuck knows? Um, basically, I feel like I was sold a bill of goods with this mom and sisters thing. It has not <laughs> paid off. This is 
be in the orange tree all over again. <laughs> she just kind of gets distracted by pretty <laughs> things halfway through and forgets to write the character meetup that we were supposed to have because Crystal Palace. Um, so, yeah, this is like if in the Disney Beauty and the Beast, when Belle sees her father dying of illness out in the cold and says, I have to go to him, the Beast didn't go, of course you do. Like, here's here's the stuff you need. Please come back, though. Like, I, I do need you to return here. Um, the clock but, is ticking. But I'm going to trust you. Uh, it's instead if he went, you're going to regret leaving here. I don't dare think you'll regret leaving me, and then started whining. So that's that's what's happening here. So he's once again sort of nagging, I guess. In what read? He's just emotionally manipulating. In yeah, what read is he a good, good guy? Yeah, there's um, no redeeming qualities to him whatsoever. You right. did just make me want to re-edit Beauty and the Beast, though, where it's that scene, but instead of him saying, like, go to your dad, I just put in the scene where he goes, get out! <laughs> uh, but also give him emo hair. Uh, you're more cruel to me than Grognon is to you. Oh my god, shut your face. <laughs> like, he, know he knows that uh. her death has just been faked via hat log. <laughs> yes. And her dad's and not her, eating or drinking anything. Yeah, like her he he'd rather her dad go on thinking his his daughter is dead and mourning in the self-destructive way that royalty mourns cuz they don't know how to have emotions or therapy or I don't like handle life at all. She's all because she doesn't want to hang out in your apartment. <laughs> doesn't want to be your literal prisoner forever all right so she persists and like i'm i'm going home to my dad dude i knew him first i'm gonna write a play about this just you wait so yeah (laughs) when you come back i'll have a very scathing play about these events (laughs) so he takes her in his sleigh and as they leave the palace pause why does he need a sleigh is it snowing now have they been transported somewhere? I guess we're in Narnia. I don't. All <laughs> oh, right. Chalk that. I up don't as remember a win. snow. Is all I'm saying. It was, uh, just, it was dark it's... and then it was sunny, and there are crystal chandeliers hanging on trees. That's all I know. I I think this castle transported them somewhere. I'm gonna call that a win. <laughs> that was my prediction. As they left the palace gates, she heard a great noise and looked behind her to see the entire building falling into a thousand pieces. Ooh, that's dramatic. Is it? And she says, the palace has vanished. Good observation. Um, And he answers, no, my palace will be among the dead, and you will never enter it until after you are buried. (gasps) Oh, no. A a threat and also very dramatic. What about your mom, though? And your sisters. (laughs) What about your family members that I guess just died in the rubble? You're angry, she says trying to soften him uh-huh. this is this is eerily close to a true bad relationship a good way to soften him is push him out of the sleigh to the ground below <laughs> if she if she had she had a notion to join a certain church uh there's an opportunity she, she would be justified there's an opportunity right here if she had a knife on her uh, so she says you're angry but am i not to be more pitied than you which is true like her problem is uh, someone 
married her dad who wants her dead and flayed, who has faked her death, destroyed her dad's emotional stability, and she's also been a prisoner in a crystal castle that (laughs) engraves her entire life on the walls Um, as she lives it. Every poop. (laughs) I thought you said vaped her death. (laughs) For a second, I just wanted to put that image out there. Grognon was probably vaping as she faked the death. Does Grognon vape, do you think? Oh, for sure. She keeps the extra, like, vape juice in one of her humps. Oh. I'd forgotten about the humps. <laughs> Front hump and back hump. Front hump and back hump. Are they named? I mean, I'm sure she's named them, like, in a Statler quiet moment to herself. <laughs> That'd be a good name for humps. Or boobs, really. <laughs> Staten and Waldorf. One time backstage, a coworker named my boobs Michigan J Frog and the Tick. And I just want to offer that to the world. It's pretty good. Thanks, Andy. Why are they friends? I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't mind it. Who says they're always friends? That's fair. <laughs> I named mine Wit and Intellect because someone once said that they liked yeah. me for those qualities. <laughs> my boyfriend calls them the debate team. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh, though. So here we are. <laughs> All right. Um, after that bit of conversation that Gordy and Taylor cannot really take part in. Um, I don't really have nicknamed things. <laughs> so they reached her home. Percocet made the princess himself and his sleigh invisible. The fairy magic. She's used to being a screen cleaner. That's Cricket's okay. job in Gordy's Sorry, life. I was trying to figure out what was going on over there. It's just its own play. Okay. <laughs> She's pretty good at it. For the listeners, Gordy is using Cricket as a screen cleaner for his phone, which he does so often she hasn't even woken up. No, she has her eyes moved. are still closed. This feels like getting her head rubbed. Um, so she goes invisibly to the king's room and flings herself at his feet, and I guess becomes uninvisible at some point. Who who the fuck knows? Because um, he thinks she's a ghost until she hugs him and explains everything that happened. And begs that he he would just send her to one of his other castles so that she could still, like, what? be his daughter and be there a princess. There were other castles the whole time? There was a very good solution in plain sight. Go to another house. Dolnois. <laughs> Why? Dolnois. Buy an eraser. Just one will do. <laughs> They're so cheap. Um, yeah, so she wants him to send her to one of his other castles so that like, she can still be connected to him, but also safe from the stepmom who very clearly wants her dead. Um, so the king isn't sure if she's lying. Like, she might still be a ghost. Oh my god. <laughs> what? So he I mean, has the log dug up. What kind of cool ghost test does he do? He digs up a log. What is is there like a Turing test for ghosts? <laughs> I don't know. We can watch paranormal home inspectors and figure it out. Okay. That um, seems good. So he, he has the like coffin that she was supposed to be buried dug up and there's a log in it with a hat on it. And he's now astonished at Grognon's wickedness. He gave her that hat. <laughs> Twist. Um <laughs> and anyone else would have buried Grognon in the log's place. Anyone else. Anyone in the universe. You, I, the listener, Cricket. all of us. Cricket, definitely. Without a second thought. <laughs> Look um, at her. That's just bloodlust in her eyes. 
But he was a poor and weak man without enough spirit to ever get really angry. Well, he's a rich man. He's a king. I mean, yeah, but like pitiable weak man. Ah, I see. Um, so he was just nice to his daughter. He was like, oh man, I'm sorry this happened to you. That's a real bummer. This, this sucks. <laughs> My bad. Um, have dinner with me. No. Uh, so Grognon's minions, the Furies, informed on Gracius, causing Grognon to fly into a rage. She's got like an intel network. We're yeah, gonna get she's, she's the best villain. We're going to get a final boss fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She runs to the king and says he must give up on this girl or she's going to leave him and never come back. And anyway, this girl's probably not even the real princess because I definitely saw the real princess hanged. Ignore the log evidence. <laughs> I don't know how that log got down back into the ground. Like, double down on that one. That's what you get for hiring cheap grave diggers. (laughs) The king, in response to this, abandons the princess without a word. (gasps) Oh, no! Wait, can I... I want to ask a question. Yeah? Which is, how close to the end are we, actually? Uh, We're getting there. Okay. I Um, I just had, like, this sudden feeling that, like... Actually, there's a lot more. There's like, a lot more. The tableau be- unfolds before us. <laughs> it only feels like it's going to wrap up. Um, yeah, so he abandons her without a word, believing or at least pretending to believe that she is not his daughter. Oh, well, I'm sad now. Grognon drags the princess to the dungeon, takes away all of her pretty clothes, and replaces them with rags and wood shoes and a rough hood. The worst fate. Uh, the princess weeps bitterly. And longs to be at that fairy palace that she abandoned for her dad, who sucks. Are Grognon and Percocet in it together? Man, that would also maybe make this it's, better. That fills in some holes. You know <laughs> what I mean? You're saying the princess wants to go back? To yeah, like, the, now that like, she's in a dungeon. To the horror castle, though? Like, her options aren't great either way. She's got abandoned dad... That forest was all right. She's got creepo prince, but yeah, she could go to the forest or to... Any of the other castles. Please become a highway woman. Like start yes. start robbing coaches. Yeah. Get like a cool mask and a gun. Buy a boat. Buy buy a boat. Become a pirate. <laughs> there are a lot of great options out there. Oh, can she do that because of her jam addiction? It's it's like it's like a hard drug. Is like that, she's got she's got Maybe she can't do that because she needs the jam. Can't be a pirate. There's no jam at sea. <laughs> I mean, like, what are the odds <laughs> that the... Is that a hard and fast rule? <laughs> she can the... take it with her. What are the... Yeah, like, what are the maybe, odds... Maybe she raged the jam trading company. Like, I, it's I her guess. versus jam trading. I guess, boy, I, I do want to read about this world where it is impossible to ship jam anywhere. Everything else is fine. No, like, no problems with gold or ivory. Jam, your, like, your ship will get attacked. <laughs> Like the fiercest pirate on the sea has a jam addiction. What do you sell? Spices? Fuck you. (laughs) What what is this? Oh no. Alright, so she doesn't call on Percocet because she feels like she has used him too ill. So his all of his Uh, manipulations have have taken her fault. That ain't the way. And he probably doesn't even love her anymore. He didn't to begin with, because that's not love. Yeah. That's just control. There's a big difference. Meanwhile, Grognon had sent for a wicked fairy. Yes. Explaining that she what she wants to have like a constant array of difficult work for Jam Girl to do. 
so that Jam Girl will never be able to finish and she can have permission to beat her as much as she likes. Help help me, please. I mean, that's a good villain plan. <laughs> like, I can't just beat her for fun. I mean, it's a villain that covers their bases. Like, I feel like people yeah. will definitely respond negatively to me just, like, using her as a punching sack. <laughs> um, but if she does fail me in tasks, like, it is contractual that I can tell her to do something and beat her if she doesn't. That's myth times law. So, she just needs to pull herself up by the bootstraps. So the fairy says, I got you, fam. And comes back the next day with a skein of thread as big as four people. And so fine that it broke if you breathed on it. And also it's very tangled. <laughs> the princess is told to wind the thread. And if she breaks any bit of it, she will be flayed alive again. And we'll get you real good this time. <laughs> she also has until sunset to do this. Hmm. So she is locked in a room with three locks. Uh, in her attempts, she immediately breaks a bunch of the thread, and then she throws it into the middle of the room and says, whatever. Uh, Percocet, if my harshness has not, been too, has not too much repelled you, please come and at least say goodbye before I die, because no. fuck, I don't care. Don't. Like, give it up on life. You don't need to do that. Uh, cue the waterworks. She starts crying. Jam, I guess. Yep. Again. Always. Uh, and then Percocet opens the locked door without unlocking it and says, even though you are mean to me, I still love you. Oh, good. And then he hits the skein three times with the wand that he definitely has and has always had and did not just swell up I would here. say that's consistent with what we know so far. This good. It's a fairy gift. <laughs> <gasps> it's the fairy gift. And it fixes everything. He's then, enough of a fucking pretentious bastard to have a wand and say, I have a fairy gift. <laughs> Just say wand. <laughs> we know what it is. Um, and after he fixes everything for her, he says, hey, why do you only call on me when you're in distress? You know you could get out of this by marrying, marrying me, right? This is the worst thing. I'm sad. She needs to grab the wand and like stick it in his mouth. <laughs> She He's says, into that, remember? <laughs> he is into that. So this is where she again loses us, and it's no longer a good character. She had a brief run. Good for her. Longer than most. Um, she says, I'm afraid you don't love me enough, and I want your affection to be strengthened by time. This enrages him, and he leaves. So that's a no? I mean... It appears to be a no. <laughs> I, I guess... I guess fair on her part. Like, the real answer is... You're a creepo, but you're better than being flayed alive. But also, I really hope to escape you later. Um, but he doesn't love her enough. He has shown no sign of loving her enough. If she doesn't do everything he wants her to, he's immediately in tantrum town. That's not love. She's right. She still sucks. Yeah. So Grognon comes in a little bit before sunset with the four furies who went with her all, all the places she goes, ready to flay. <laughs> Um, but the princess had a ball of thread wound, so Grognon calls her a little slut. Whoa! Escalation. Okay. Okay, Grognon. Laps her and locks her back in the dungeon. Okay, Grognon. No longer team Grognon. Yeah, oh, Grog boy. Grognon. We're losing people left and right. <laughs> there's it's no one rough, left to care about in the story. It's a rough ride to the end here. How about those shepherds yeah. in the woods? Yeah, they're cool. <laughs> what's, what's up with them? I still kind of like the Furies. I like to imagine them snapping very threateningly as they <laughs> as walk, they walk in. <laughs> I'm down with the Furies. They're, they, they know they what a, they're about. A they job's have a job. job. They have like a to job believe. to do, right. I like to believe that they're like a color-coded super team of some kind. Yeah. 
what is their um final form isn't the right like what's their megazord version oh good question or do they have one okay so it's a tough one they have like uh, i'm gonna gonna keep this moving um grognon sends for that wicked fairy and yells at her for delivering a defunct product essentially and the fairy's like all right Give me, give me another go, and brings back a barrel full of feathers from like 8 million different bird species and says, hey, have her sort these like she's in an elementary school learning station. Like, just, just sort the feathers. Um, so she's locked up again. She looks at the feathers briefly and just goes, uh, this is impossible. Let me die. She needs a wolf. <laughs> she, yeah, she needs a wolf to fix everything. Um, and she says, I can't call him Percocet to help me. If he gave a shit, he'd already be here. Like, he knows my situation. And so I am, cries Percocet, appearing from the depths of the barrel in which he was hidden. (laughs) No. (laughs) Why is... Nope. (laughs) What? No, I can't. (laughs) What a dumb thing to do. (laughs) I need... He pops out of it like a lady in a cake. (laughs) <laughs> Why? Feathers everywhere. Why? Her only job is to sort those. <laughs> why does he do it? How does he do it? How and why? <laughs> is he the fairy? I think he's a fairy. Is he the fairy? He, he could he could very easily supply he's... himself in a bucket of feathers. <laughs> He's some kind of fairy, which would also explain his inability to, like, see people as people and not just pawns for whatever he wants, which is kind of a fairy trait, because fairies suck. Okay, so he says, here I am to fix everything. Doubt if you can my affection for you. <laughs> wow. And, and then he uses his wand and fixes everything, so it's not like an effort on his part. No, it takes nothing. She, he tries to propose to her again. And she says, more, t- more time. At least one more task. And he's like, three's a good round number. <laughs> he's like, fine. Um, so Grognon beats her anyway that night, because she just can't hold back. <laughs> and uh, yells at the wicked fairy some more. So is the- it a fair fight? No. Or is she, like, chained to the wall? Probably that. Um, so the wicked fairy makes a box of considerable size and says, hey, tell your slave to carry that somewhere. I don't care where. <laughs> just carry it. I am running out of ideas. (laughs) I don't know. Just move the heavy thing. Lift it and put it down somewhere else. Um, I also tell her she can't open it. Well, because Percocet's in there, so. He he wants to burst out again. Uh, It's his only joy in life. (laughs) So Jam Princess puts on, like, her dungeon outfit. I don't know what she was wearing beforehand, but it like specifically has a dressing up Sailor Moon transformation scene into like poor dungeon girl. Love it. Um, then she sets off, and everyone who saw her assumed that she was a goddess in disguise because she is still gorgeous. She's working it. She's gorgeous even in dungeon rags carrying a giant mysterious box. Um, so she sits down to rest for a bit in the wood, and suddenly she feels a great curiosity about this box. No one in a fairy tale can follow simple-ass directions. She thinks, what could happen, really? I won't take anything from it. And she opens it. What do you think is in the box? Several cobras. Um, The remains of the mother and the sisters. Oh, grim. Dark. A small yellow dwarf. 
a huge number of little men and little women with musical instruments, small tables. I was closest. I'm taking it. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> Cooks, dishes, and finally, the giant of the troop who was as tall as a finger. Is it the castle? No. Oh. It's unrelated to anything. It's just borrowers? Oh, okay. I was trying to connect <laughs> it, it back to something borrowers. earlier. It's just a it's city a, of borrowers? It's a borrower terrarium, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, they leap around and begin to have a pretty ball, and uh, Jam Princess is amused, but when she got sick of watching, she tried to put them back in the box. She's awful. Everyone, Fuck everyone in everyone this story. I hate everyone. I um, can't. But none of them would go in the box because they are apparently full fledged. <laughs> they are like, apparently humans. <laughs> with and they agency. all run away. She's like, fuck, I fucked up so bad. <laughs> I can't reproach myself enough for fucking up this hard. Where is she now? In the, in the woods. woods. Just leave. <laughs> yeah, you don't have Just to go, go back to she, the dungeon. Like, she you didn't even your, have a destination. You owe your dad nothing. Why? Like, look in the box because it's your right to look in the box. Who cares? The. The stipulation oh. was take the box somewhere. As soon as she put it down, she was done. Yeah, she like, brought just, it somewhere. Well, I think I like, think just uh, go. I think she was given a destination by Grognon, just, which is Grognon's castle, because that's where she's headed with it. Just bounce. I don't remember. Yeah, it's bounce o'clock. <laughs> it is. Like you owe your dad nothing at this point. He has abandoned you twice, yeah. three times if you count. Each time he's let Grognon like do. Yeah do shit to you grognon's bad your dad doesn't care about you personet is obviously bad your situation's fucked go anywhere mom dead dead nothing no reasons to stay why did the fairy have these people <laughs> that's a I, good question i don't know it, it implies something what was the fairy's plan with this tiny troop of people it implies something very bad i think are they the etchers Maybe. Uh, Percocet, if you can still love someone so thoughtless, please fix my mess up. Please, please, <laughs> please wrangle these well, tiny rodeo folk. I'm no Percocet fan, but I need you to pick a lane, Jam Princess. <laughs> Either you true. want him out of your life, or like, oh, but maybe this time if you could love me. Like, well, come on. I think I think that is. Don't use the poor sucker. What, okay, no, that's that's something else. I th I think it is common for people in this kind of abusive relationship to keep going back to them. That is um, very fair. I I don't know that, especially when it's been set up that they're the only recourse you have. Yeah, so like, like a you're lot isolated from everybody, and and like what what you get with people who are emotionally abusive is this sense that they are the only person. Who can fix the thing that's going wrong right and so they're like you feel like you have to ask them um and i think that's what's happening now because again the answer to this is fuck the little people let them go <laughs> they can go they're back in the box now. or they can leave whatever they Stay didn't want to be in the box clearly like you don't need him to fix anything but she feels like she does um so Percocet shows up and says, were it not for wicked Grognon, you'd never even think about me. Bull. And she says, don't misunderstand my feelings. I'm not insensible to your worth or ungrateful for your kindness. And yeah, I try your constancy, but only to crown it when I'm convinced of it. So I'm testing you. But when you earn my love, like this is bad in the other direction, which also happens in emotionally manipulative relationships where you start taking on 
as a survival mechanism traits of a manipulator. Mm-hmm. Uh, that also fucks you up for a little while later because you're trying to piece it together like, was I the bad guy the whole time? Because they sure made you feel like one and you definitely acted like one sometimes, but just to survive. Uh, which is what's happening here. Hooray! This is an oddly on-the-nose portrait of that. Um, so this is good enough for him. He uses the wand to clean up her mess, drives her invisibly to the... <laughs> All of the little people scream as they're put back in the box. Yeah. Drives her invisibly... Beg and please not to go back to prison. <laughs> to, uh... The air! The sky! <laughs> <laughs> we knew... I from... loved it, so... We will tell stories of it. So he drives her to the palace, Grognon's palace, where she's supposed to put the box. Go somewhere else. Oh, my God. She tries to take the box into Grognon's castle, but the governor of the castle laughs at her and refuses to let her in because she's wearing wooden shoes. How Who is this governor all of a sudden? Man, who knows? Okay. Okay. She has to get his refusal in writing because she's going to cover her bases. So she's not completely useless. Um, and they ride back with Percocet, who says tender and respectful things the whole journey long. And she says, all right, fine, if Grognon's had asked me one more time, I'll marry you. So when her stepmother sees her return, she turns on the fairy and scratches her and would have strangled her if fairies could be strangled. Just goes That's full, an interesting premise. Full mauling on this fairy. I don't know why the, like, the princess is returning unsuccessful. You have the right to beat her. Maybe she's waving the governor's signature very loudly, like, look, I did it. Gracius gave her the note and the box, both of which Grognon threw directly into the fire. Yeah, Sounds like an asshole move. Wait, threw what in the fire? The box. <gasps> oh, the box is full of people! And the note, yeah. <laughs> in the fire. Yeah, in the fire. Yeah, should not have had Percocet fix that one. Gordy. Yes. Future Gordy. Edit Gordy. Yes. <laughs> Moment of silence. Moment of silence. Grognon then had a great hole made in the garden, as deep as a well, and put a large stone on top of the hole. <laughs> great. Good. <laughs> Why? Just to, like, get some steam out. Um, she walked into the garden, where she found Jam Princess and, like, random other palace people with her, and said, hey, there's a treasure under the stone, lift it up and get it. <laughs> Grognon. Buddy. Oh my god. We're starting to lose it a little. It, so, Jam Princess, why are you still there? So everybody lent a hand, and I think maybe these palace people are in Grognon's employ. Uh, so the princess is included in this. Why? 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 Why is everyone. Why is she helping to lift the stone? She doesn't care about treasure. Um, as soon as she was at the edge of the hole, Grognon pushed her into the pit, and everyone dropped the stone. That is so much work. Oh my god. For this result. So Jam Princess feels hopeless, repents waiting so long to marry Percocet, and says, Well, you're revenged for my delays, Percocet, but I feared you were as fickle as other men who stopped giving a shit about someone as soon as they love him back. So her fear all along was apparently when she told him her feelings, he'd lose interest. Which, I mean, happens. I've had that happen a couple of times. 
there's a lot of like big picture stuff going on though yeah that, that's, yeah this, she's not considering this is not high school which is most of when that happens is this over yet suddenly a little door opens that she hadn't seen in the dark hole a, a okay. hole in the a hole in, okay she's going I'm... to space jam <laughs> <laughs> yes please that might be the only way this ending can be redeemed. So I was just thinking, like, I'm not changing my mind about anybody at this point. No, like, I unless, hate all of them. Unless something, like, really drastic. It's gotta be drastic. Happens. It's gonna and, have to be Space Jam. And go, yeah, going to Space, space Jam. Space Jam? <laughs> We've been leading this way the whole time. She's just... Uh, breadcrumbs were there. Oh. Light streams through, and it shows a, a garden full of great things. The usual... And after hesitating a moment, she enters it. She sees a fairy castle. The fairy castle. Underground. No. Percocet and his mysterious family are there. Finally. His mom says, hey, make my son happy and get away from Grognon. Cool. The mom? Also, yeah. thanks for making us underground now. Is this, is this castle transporting anybody? Uh, the princess throws herself on her knees and says, sure, do with me whatever, and remembers Percocet's prophecy that the palace would be among the dead and she wouldn't enter it until after she'd been buried. Oh. No. She admired oh. his fairy lore <laughs> and his virtue, and now he's very marriageable. The end? She admired his fairy lore? That he predicted this? Is... I mean, I, li I like the idea of... of people having like learning fairy lore and being able to use it as like a DD skill <laughs> yeah he's they, trained in fairy lore they have a wedding uh full of fairies who came in swan drawn carriages or mounted on dragons or clouds or fiery globes still underground so as wherever this is um, the guest included the wicked fairy who had helped Grognon. <laughs> Why is she invited? She begged forgiveness and said she'd repair all the problems, and she doesn't plan to stay for the feast. She just wanted to say sorry. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, thank she has, God we know that. She has a box of people to mourn. Um, so this, the wicked fairy gets back in her carriage, which is drawn by two terrible serpents, and flies to the king's palace, where she found Grognon. Wrung her neck before her guards or attendants could stop her. Killed her. That's the end of the story. What? Who? Wicked fairy goes and strangles Grognon to death and closed curtain. That was a lot. Do we even want to fix this? I guess we have to try. How is she so consistent at upsetting me? <laughs> How can this be? She's got, yeah, like a hundred percent hit rate. And it's, I feel like it's always the same thing. Like, I start the story and I'm like, this is pretty fun. These are weird people. I'm into this. And by the end of it, I want to burn the, like, manuscript <laughs> so that no one else sees I, it. Okay, all that stuff that happened at the end, uh -huh. get rid of it, I think. Is it, does it need to be there? Like, I, I like the arc of, again, like, person having to give up their their naivety really quickly when things get, like, things go bad. Things get dire. But I want, I want a, I want an ending, like a good ending. Like, I want, I want her to have to, like, develop 
this like like the to skill. actually have some personality traits and like go do something and have yeah. some agency and autonomy. And be, yeah, like yeah. agency yeah, and get problem. like in getting out of the palace to begin the story as one person and end it as a different one. Yeah. You mean like a main character? Yeah. <laughs> like an arc, if you will. Yeah. If that's um, what you want to call it. I think one thing that might fix the story is if Grognon is some kind of puppet agent of Percocet. Interesting. So Grognon is actually how he's been able to spy on her life this whole time. Uh-huh. And is sort of the setup villain because he he consistently puts her in danger so that she needs him yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, Percocet supplied the barrels of money. Um, it would make sense. He's he is very clearly some kind of fairy being. All of his wedding guests are fairies. He lives in a fairy palace. He has a wand. He has fairy spy magic. <laughs> but he, he himself does invisible. not appear to be a fairy. Like, it's never specific. So, like... He's never claimed to be a fairy, which is why I think he's a sleeper agent. <laughs> you know... He's a secret fairy. Like, he is one, but he's not... Because fairies don't have, like, is. wings and stuff. They are, They look like regular people. Right. I'm just saying, what if he's not one and that part of, like saving the story is that like part of it is jam princess goes in with the fairies to liberate them from under percocet's rule <laughs> and brings like freedom of magic back to this land because it seems like he's got this dominion over magic it without necessarily wielding it himself so i'm just wondering like he does wield magic though he turns yeah. them invisible but he like does. always with stuff like always he calls a fairy wand. gift what if it's something he stole you know what I mean? The something that wasn't actually Maybe. given him. I like the idea that like between that and like the little the 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 little borrowers who get you know murdered in this story that like it's, if there's if there's another I'm just thinking of something more tangible existing within the actual like text as it were of the story that she can like kind of liberate herself through. Not that I'm not down with her going to be a jam pirate because I'm <laughs> super on board. And that's that's the ending I want. I mean, I mean, we definitely need to liberate her. I think given our understanding of how fairies work in the Dolnaniverse as well as... Like, Do we have one of those? A Dolnaniverse, yeah. No, an understanding. A vague one. Good question. Um, Some. Like, they're not good. Even her good fairies suck. Like, her good fairies turn people into dogs for talking too much. Um, so, like, the fairy kind is not sympathetic to humans like his personality seems very in line with what we have seen of fairies who treat humans as pawns as belongings as not autonomous they don't really care about them like we've not we've not ever had a fairy who truly has empathy in her stories even when we're told that they're good or looking out for the the better of, right. of the characters that they're like the godmother of like they're they're never acting in the best interest of that person. They're acting towards some other end of their own. Would you guys agree with it? Who have been subjected to like six Dolnois stories at this point? It's it's always seemed as more indifference, honestly. Like they they have their goals, but they could probably achieve them with or without the person in question. Right. Yeah, maybe. But they're not they're not ever really looking out for the good of the person. Oh, certainly not. Yeah, right. So, I, um, like I feel like his behavior plus his magic makes him very fairy. Maybe he's part fairy. Like a half fairy. And he and so he doesn't like really have the mat like the 
the natural magic, but he can get there with some stolen stuff. If that makes any sense. That, like he like he needs the wand. He can't do it on his own. He has to do it from pilfering things fairies from his fairy down. mom, who he keeps locked up in the castle. <laughs> <laughs> and she's probably there because fairies look down pretty hard upon um, fairy non fairy interactions. Was the fairy mound the story where a baby got a wand? Yeah. Yeah. Does that relate anyway <laughs> to this? I mean, fairies have wands. Nice to remember. <laughs> good thinking about it. Um, so I propose Grognon is some kind of puppet of his. I, I can buy that. Um, like, she might not have ever been a real person. I don't buy that. Everyone's known about her. No, I mean, like, she's she's been in place for a long time. Before the princess was even born. Like, people already knew about her. This is, unless you're saying it, it's, like, an extremely long con. Could be an extremely long con, or that, yeah, she was existing, and her natural enmity for the princess made her an easy sway for him. Sure. I mean, she she has her own desires. She got them via buckets of money. Right. So I see that as being a mutually beneficial situation. Because she disappears to her own castle mysteriously gets very rich yes he doesn't show up until afterwards until she's engaged to um jam princess's dad Mm -hmm. which is also super suspect yeah there's a secret handshake between grognon and percocet that's true so i think i think the way to fix the story is that you you do kind of a frozen situation but smarter (laughs) than that reveal which was kind of lame uh, where Grognon is set up as the primary villain, and you have this prince who is supposed to be your Prince Charming situation, but there is that undercurrent of unease in all of his interactions. And so, like, you, the audience, are feeling skeeved out and grossed out, and Jam Princess is having those moments where she is kind of sassy or, or pointing out the things that are wrong, or having her own sort of iffy moments but then is always overriding them with the the narrative of yeah i i should love him he is the prince like she's trying to convince herself and the audience i feel like if that is the route that we're taking we need to uh, severely diminish the amount of weird plays that she has to sit through (laughs) yes Um, diminish i'd like to increase them well like eight plays is like seven red flags (laughs) it's eight days of unspecified entertainment so we can do whatever with that um but yeah, like there's an increasing unease with this prince, mm-hmm. but Grognon is still being framed as your main villain. And then you get to that burial wedding scene, and here is where we have to actually change Which the ending. One? The the final wedding scene. Not the log. Not the log. When she's buried under a, a stone in a well. Um, this is where we'd have to completely change the ending, because she needs to, at this point, realize the depths of the wrongness with this situation. It needs to be revealed somehow that he has been orchestrating the Grognon situation. Like, he says something dumb because he's an arrogant psychopath who doesn't believe he'll be caught. And she is smart enough to put the pieces together. Or while she's being tormented in this dungeon situation and he's helping her out of it, like, there are clues where she suddenly has that reveal of, you're behind all of this, my instincts were right, I'm not crazy. You've been gaslighting me. She um, stabs him. 
Sure. And then becomes a jam pirate. And becomes a pirate. <laughs> I'm into is. that. Can we throw out... I'd like it to end with jam pirate. Can we throw out both main characters and just have a rom-com about a, a gummy old woman with a bunch of money who marries a king and then they actually fall in love? Because that, that, that. that was also a more compelling fine. story to me. Also I, I say fine. we do both because I like the bait and switch villain situation mm-hmm. here, especially since this prince is so skeevy throughout all of us. And I feel like, like Frozen almost did it right. Like they almost got it right, but then they decided to do it like monologue style. Right. They ran out of time. Yeah. Like they, they just didn't pace it well enough and didn't put any hints in the beginning part to give you that impression. I mean, they in fact did bad hints towards the opposite. Right. Um, so it did, like as a reveal, it, it felt a little flat and him going full villain didn't feel right. But like he's full villain all the way through this. We do have to have Jam Pirate though so that Gordy gets his boat. We do need to end on Jam Pirate. That's good enough for me. And also I don't need to do any Big Rock predictions because they did solve it with a Big Rock <laughs> That's already. True. Oh, yep. Big Rock was, was present. <laughs> So, okay. like, Gr- one point Dolnois for all of your stories. Grognon's Gr- the original crime weaver. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's a, that's a better, that's a better. <laughs> that's a that's better. A better. It's oh the best my. we can do with Dolnois, is just make it a little bit better. Any closing thoughts from the trio? To interview for a scholarship at Barry, the person asked me if I could have uh, I think it's a cliche question, but like if you could have dinner mm. with any one person alive or dead, who would it be? I said T.E. Lawrence at the time. And you uh, now know that to be a mistake. It should have been. It would now be Dolnois because yeah. I need the yeah. opportunity to ask just what the hell was all of this I, I do, and why. I do want to meet her. I genuinely admire her as w- a human being. Oh, she's bonkers. <laughs> I would accept a dinner with Dolnois so that I could poison her meal <laughs> and re-kill her. But like, I, I, ad- I adore this crazy woman who, like, in a time when this was not a thing, like the fantasy fan fiction genre were not a thing, she did both. Yeah. She is a revolutionary crazy woman writer. A pioneer, if you will. <laughs> she wrote the original Mary Sue and did it over and over again. <clears throat> I love her. This was terrible. <laughs> As always. Ooh. Well, thank you, Danny, for Oh my gosh, us. thanks for having me. This was a bonding experience. <laughs> wild ride. Never forget, Jam Pirate. Never. I'll sleep better knowing that's how it really ends. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Confirmed. Everything we say is like folklore canon now. Good. That's the power of this show. Love it. Anything is folklore. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to everybody who has been tweeting about the show. Uh, thank you, Laura Marie Madden, for your Dolnois fan art that you sent us. Thank that was a good you. one. Thank you, Nora Delaire. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, she pointed out that grognon is French for grumpy, not random noises. And probably, <laughs> probably, I guess that means we should pronounce it grogno or something but we're not we're not going to do that i would attest that all words are random noises they are mostly bold statements take that uh thank you laddie pexy for tweeting about us thank you a couple other people bean boy 
Um, thank you for listening to all all episodes Woof. of this. You say you can't tell the difference between uh, me and Tyler apart. I'm Gordy. This is what my voice sounds like. I'm Gordy. This is what my voice sounds like. <laughs> and I'm Tyler. Well, I'm glad you cleared that up. Yep. Well done, gentlemen. <laughs> so thank thank you, you, all patrons. Thank you, all patrons, for supporting the show, making our lives a lot more right interesting. Our intern is doing crimes over in the corner, stealing paintbrushes. All right, so thank you uh, to our top-tier patrons. Sarah, Maya, Robert, Grace, Daughter Wimbus, Jen, Monkey Criminal, Nell with a K, Morgan, Lily, Roast Rabbit, The Day Dude, Dominic, Hi, Liz Tiss of Wimbus, Pyrus, Heather, Jeremiah, April, Jenna, Justin, Haley, Cherryman equals Quartermaster, uh, Yahweh Yowie, Letitia, Casey, and at the sound of the tone, it will be Tim's birthday, Beep. Happy birthday, Tim. Happy birthday, Tim. <laughs> Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. And to Justin. And to Justin. And to Justin. And to all of the rest of you whose birthdays we are not... Yeah, happy sure. birthday, everybody. Yeah, happy birthday. Have a great day. If this is your birthday, sorry. Sorry that this was the gift we gave you. Whew. <laughs> but I hope it's a happy one after this. And thank you always, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you John Waterbottle. Thank you, John, thank you, John, John Waterbottle. Waterbottle. Thank you, Roll Doll. Thank, thank you, Roll Doll. Thank you, Roll Doll. <laughs> thank you, the Knife. Or thank you, the Neon. Thank, thank you, the Neon. Thank you, Knives. Thank, thank you, Knives. Thank you, Yonder Toad. Thank you, Yonder Toad. Thank you, Mother Wimbus. Thank you, Mother Wimbus. Y'all are weird. Just thanks, Grognon again. Thanks, thanks Grognon. Grognon. Till like some of the stuff at the end. Yeah. Thanks, like eighty percent, Grognon. It <laughs> did kind of get bad. We all have bad days. We do all and have st- bad days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. We've all said shit we regret. <laughs> um. We've done it over two hundred times. <laughs> Thank you, Jam Princess. 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 Thank you, if you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.